Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. Hello, Nebraska! You are listening to the Sports Buzz, a podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. That buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery, a beer for every, any, and all occasions. Right now, you're hearing of the voice of the unqualified producer, Ballad, here alone on a Monday. December 3rd, first show of December, and we're doing things a little bit different today, and I'll tell you about that in just a second, but before we do, I should mention this is our pro show, and as you know, the show is sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. They have some events coming up in December. If you'd like, give them a follow at Strangeland Brew to learn about those. If you missed the chili cook-off last week, you missed a damn good time. So be sure to get on the calendar uh, for their latest events and opportunities to get some beer poking on. Other sponsor I want to mention is Mountain Breeze Campground. Um, They are a river outfitter down in the New Braunfels area. It might be a little too cold to float the river right now, but it's never too cold to go camping. So Uh, Give them a call, make a reservation, and get out into the wilderness. Uh, Do yourself a favor and spend some time outdoors these next couple of weeks before it really gets too cold to go camping, because who am I joking? Uh, Yeah, it's in a couple of weeks, it's going to be too cold to go camping. So take advantage while you can. Uh, You can find them at their website, uh, mountainbreezecamp.com. This is the Pro Show, again, coming to you from December 3rd. Three. Thank you, Hank. Uh, Hank's in here with me. Hello. I've also got Lana. I've got Domingo the Flamingo. All the regulars in house today. But my my hosts, or I don't even know what to call these guys anymore. They show up so infrequently. Mister knows it all. Coach and Dale uh, unable to make it tonight. So we're gonna do things just a little bit differently than we normally do. And with that, I'm I'm just gonna roll right into show business. So uh, what we're going to do tonight is have a little bit of a call-in show. Uh, we, I, I should say that my holiday schedule is getting kind of busy. So we were trying to figure out when we were going to record the podcast. I'm unable to do it Tuesday on our normal scheduled night. We tried to do it today. 
Dale not feeling well, you know, what else is new? And and Mr. Knows It All has, uh, I'm doing air quotes right now, clients in town. So he was unable to be here as well. Decided to save Coach to drive down, and we're going to try something a little bit different tonight. So I'm going to call each of the guys to do their own part of the show, and we'll see how it goes. You know, I can't promise it's going to be great. I, I can't even promise it's going to get done, but we're going to try as hard as required of me, which, as you guys know, is not very much. So, um, getting into show business. Uh, one of the things we had uh, I had on show business, I made this show business before we actually decided we're going to format the show like this, was we almost didn't record this week. Hilarious. Ironic. I know. But we are going to record in this new format. We'll see how it works. Maybe it works for future weeks where we have this uh, sort of circumstance as well. Because as we get closer to the holidays, you know, people are starting to get busy. Um, one thing from the weekend that I saw in show business is that Chad tweeted for the first time in a while. If, uh, if you're on Twitter like I am, oftentimes you'll get an alert when one of your the people you follow has not tweeted in a long time. And uh, Ch- Chad somehow had, I guess not the drink for that one, but Mr. Knows It All had some setting set on his phone to where he was tweeting out Danielle and Jennifer's uh, mile splits uh, during the marathon. So Chad went like months without tweeting and then tweeted like, I don't know, 50 times in one morning. So I don't even know if he knows this yet or not. I, I was going to wait till he was at the show to tell him, but uh, Mr. Knows It All, way to go. Way to, way to manage your Twitter account there. Uh, we do have a show bet tonight. And I wouldn't let a, a week go by without that. Uh, this one comes from Coach. Uh, Coach wanted to take the under in the R-Words versus Eagles game tonight. We got it at 45, so rooting for a boring game. Uh, really, I wish I could bet on both these teams to lose, but you know the book I'm with does not offer that option. So uh, we'll, we'll cheer for a night of defense, low scoring, and boredom. Um, so yeah, we've got the under at 45. Uh, last week, we split. Uh, we won one of our bets and lost the other one. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Mr. Knows-It-All. You know, there's a reason why we had to get used the, rid of the E-word. Uh, because every time, you know, you know Mr. Knows-It-All used to be our NBA E-word. And uh, he has clearly not been that as of late. So uh, we split last week, which means our winning streak continues and our not losing streak loses. So... Uh, try to keep up with that if you can. Um, all right. Uh, of course, I forgot to start the timer on this, so I have no idea how much time has passed. I can't do anything without these guys. They think I'm the glue that holds this thing together, but clearly that is not the case. Uh, I'm going to try to call right now for our not football talk, Chell Guy Corey. I texted him earlier today to see if he wanted to try to redeem himself from the call last week that he missed. To see if we can get some NHL insight from him. Uh, He's either going to accept this call and we will talk some hockey. Or this is going to be a really short show. So let's see what happens. You think I'd go back and edit that part out, but it's it's very doubtful. Let's just see. 
up, Z? Chill Guy Corey, welcome back on the Sports Buzz. What's going on, my man? Oh, what's up, gentlemen? You guys call nice and early. Yeah, well, tonight it's just me. We got conflicting schedules with the boys, so thought it'd be a good opportunity to call my my best man down in, uh, or I should say up in Dallas, to talk a little bit of hockey. Dallas, baby. That's right. So, uh, Corey, uh, hockey season's like about to start, isn't it? That's pretty awesome. Oh, my God. Did you watch that uh, football game last game, last weekend? I did see the Cowboys beat the Saints. Super exciting game oh, for Dallas. Man. <laughs> Lots of fun. Oh, you holding down the Big 12 yet again? <laughs> I knew I was going to get some of this on this call, so let, let's go ahead and <laughs> hear it. it I'll keep it light since it's just you. Let's hear it, Corey. I, I, I'm I'm fine with it. I'll I will take I will take the uh, I'll take the beating, and I got I got some time to kill anyway uh, on this show. So why why don't you why don't you stand on your on your high horse now and, and feel good about yourself? Oh my God, it's amazing! It feels good to be a winner. Let me tell you, wow, wow, we we're probably gonna win the national championship. I, I was just gonna say the only good part about this weekend in reference to that game is that I'm going to get a late birthday or Christmas present watching you guys get railed by Alabama. <laughs> oh, my God. If that happens, that makes Texas look worse than they even are. I know you don't want that to happen. You have a secret soft spot right now in your heart where you want OU to do very well for the Big 12. Yeah, that's... No, I know it. I know it. Uh, you know, we've known each other for over a decade, and you it still seems like you don't even know me at all. Seems like I'm yeah. surprised you're not cheering for Alabama, bandwagoner. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to latch my train, uh, my horse onto Clemson's train. Although I, I don't think they have any shot. Man, this Alabama team is literally the best it's ever been. It is. They are unbelievable. They have an offense. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to even come close to being Alabama. There's no way. Only time will tell. Um, but um, we got to get caught up on the NHL. You know, we've been focused a lot on on football because you yeah. know football's king in Texas. But uh, what's been going on in the NHL? Uh, catch me up to speed on on things we should know about. So the NHL—it's been a little bit weird. Um, the usual suspects. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Capitals, all those teams, the Golden Knights that were awesome last year have been. You know, they've been struggling a little bit this year, um, which is crazy because the new age of NHL, it's all about speed. So you've got these young, you know, the, let's say the last three years, the people that have gone in the first row, the Jack Eichel, the Connor McDavid's, I mean, they are the face of the NHL. Now, I mean, obviously Crosby, Ovechkin, those guys are amazing, but the NHL is so fast and so good now that, those guys are they're they're taking over. So all these young teams with all these young talents are are in charge. I mean, you've got Toronto up top. You've got the Buffalo Sabers now. They're like second in the, or third in the NHL. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes have been good, and then you've got over in the Western Conference. You've got those teams with those young guys that are awesome too. You've got Dallas is playing really good hockey. Uh, Nashville, of course. So it's it's been kind of weird, but. It's been exciting. I mean, the game is so fast now. It's crazy. So, I mean, you've got Tampa Bay, Buffalo, 
Um, I'm trying to think of who is. Oh, the Rangers are actually doing pretty well. The Ottawa Senators are doing decent. The New York Islanders are doing decent. It's weird because the teams that nobody thought were going to be doing good are doing well. Um, and it's just because of all the young, energetic players that have come up from the minors, the new guys that have gotten drafted. It's just the game is speed now. So these young teams are really, really taking over. So for someone who's watched hockey but doesn't maybe follow as closely as you do, what was it before if it wasn't speed? What was the key to success uh, before before being quick, agile, and fast on the ice? Well, back in the day, obviously the NHL has changed so much. You had the huge enforcers, and if you wanted a good decor, you had to have these guys that were just monsters and they would fight anybody just as in like an intimidation thing. Um, within the last 10 years, that, that's really shifted. Um, you've got those skill guys, but they're still bigger, stronger players like the Ovechkin, like the Crosby's, like the Benny Malkins. You know, you got those guys that are six foot plus and 200 pounds plus, and they're phenomenal ice hockey players. I mean, they're great. And they're not bad skaters or anything by any means. Then that was the face of the NHL, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. Those were the guys that teams wanted. Um, the superstars that were, you know, they could make plays, but they could also fight, you know, the Jerome McGinley, the Joe Thornton, those guys. And now it's like they want these guys that are, you know, the, the Johnny Goudreaux, who, you know, they're going to be 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", but they're just going to fly. And they're going to make these creative, awesome plays just because the NHL has tightened up so much on, you know, the head contact, the physicality, the fighting. It's just ended up kind of shifting. So these guys are getting so good at perfecting the skill. Um, that's what you're seeing. Now, that's why you're seeing a lot more high-scoring games. Um, you know, back in the day, it'd be 3-2, 3-1, 2-1, 2-0. Now it's, you're seeing games where it's 6-4 and 5-3 and 7-3. And it's, it's just a, so much more aimed in particular with, like, creativity and speed and puck control, which is, it's cool to watch. Um, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, I love watching hockey because the fighting and all that. Obviously, it's still there, but people that have played for so long really appreciate how good these young guys are now. It's, it's incredible. Nice. So I want to visit a couple of teams last year that we were following and and see, check in on them. I'll, I'll start with this the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, the Cinderella story, you know, made it uh, to the Stanley cup right now. I'm looking at them at 14 and 13. What's the, is there a, something going on in Vegas? That's not good. Or is it just too early in the season to, to really get a, a mark on them? You know, Vegas did kind of start off pretty bad. Um, their last like 10 games though, I think they've won like eight of them. So they're getting back on the right page. They did, lose some personnel. Um, they brought in some personnel, but I think last year they were playing with nothing to lose. Uh, a lot of the hockey ops guys and GMs of teams thought Vegas was going to be just terrible last year. They thought it was going to be one of those teams like the kind of like the Atlanta Thrashers where they just come in and they try and work and build up and get draft picks, so on and so forth. Um, so I think Vegas last year, they just played with nothing to lose. They played, they had fun so exciting this year I think at the start of the season since they finished so good last year they had a lot of pressure on them um, and so I think they were overthinking things they weren't 
it seemed like they weren't in the spotlight as much, so it's almost like they were, you know, just focused strictly so much on being such a good team, and they were kind of not having as much fun as they were. Um, so I think here in the last few weeks, they've kind of adjusted, um, and that's why they've been, you know, probably one of the hottest teams in the NHL the last two weeks. Uh, speaking of teams that have been playing well in the last two weeks, the Washington Capitals returning Stanley Cup champs, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. A- after firing yes. their, correct me if I'm wrong, after firing their head coach after winning the Stanley Cup, are, are, are they proving that it was the players who won this one, or what's um, the circumstance in Washington? Well, they ended, up, they ended up not, they couldn't come to terms on a contract, so their coach left. Ah. He actually went to the Islanders, they're dropping, and the Islanders, everyone was like, oh, they're rebuilding, they lost their captain, their best player to Toronto in free agency, they didn't resign them, so they wanted draft picks, and they're rebuilding, and the Islanders, I think, right now, sit in like a wild card spot, so there is a lot to be said about Barry Trotz, just because he coaches very responsibly and defensively, I mean, he's very, he's responsible for making Ovechkin a well-rounded player, whereas before... You know, the guy with Cherry Pete, he'd have 100 points, but he'd be minus 15 on the season, where that doesn't happen anymore. Um, no, but the Capitals are good, man. They've got a lot of firepower. Uh, they've got a, a lot of young guys that can move now also. And as bad as this is going to sound, and hockey people will be like, oh, look, bringing in Tom Wilson. He was suspended for like 20 games. He appealed it, and it went down to 10 games. As soon as he got back in the lineup, the Capitals started to just turn it on again. Um, you know, he is that intimidation factor. He is a, one of the best fighters in the NHL, but he's also a very good skill player. So, I mean, bringing in someone like him, he opens up a lot of ice for the Ovechkins, the Backstroms, the Oshie, so those guys can score goals and make plays. Um, so I think he has a very big part in the Capitals' success in the last 10 games. Nice. Uh, talk to me about the Dallas Stars. My Dallas Stars, our Dallas Stars. Are they going to get it right this year? You know, I really hope so. Um, it's so hard to tell with the Stars. Uh, I think they've done a pretty decent job so far. Um, they've been battling some injuries. I mean, Klingberg broke his leg. Uh, Radulov was out for a while, who is a game changer because he brings probably the most energy on the ice out of any of the Stars players. Um, I mean, the Stars are not going to do anything if Ben and Sagan aren't just firing at all cylinders because they really don't have much secondary scoring. Um, Spetsa's been okay this year. I mean, he needs to be getting 50, 60 points a season minimum. Um, and, you know, he's not on pace to do that again. Last year he had one of the worst years he's ever had in his NHL career. Uh, but I think the coaching move was great. I mean, Hitchcock and those guys are so old-fashioned. They're so defensive-oriented, and the Stars do have young talent. They've got Sagan and some of these fun guys to watch where I think bringing in that college coach is really going to let those guys kind of let their hair down and play with fun, creative style rather than such a defensive-oriented style that Hitchcock prays himself on. So um, I think it's going to work out. I think the Stars, it's always tough bringing in a new coach right away. Um, so I, I didn't think the Stars were going to start off very hot, which they didn't, but um, they're okay right now. I mean, they're definitely in a playoff spot, and if they keep winning some games and Bishop keeps playing well and some of these guys that they brought up from the minors to cover for the injured players keep going, and 
shit, they get their full roster back. I think they're going to be pretty good. Nice. Good to hear. Um, well, Corey, I'm calling you during the segment we call Not Football Talk. So this is the part of the show where we just don't talk football. Um, we gotcha. Typically, we would talk a little bit of NBA right here. And I know you're not a big basketball guy, but I've got a couple. Oh, of, God. I've got a couple NBA. I don't know shit about basketball. I know. So I've got a couple of NBA stories that I would just like to get your hockey take on and just see from a hockey guy's perspective what you think about some of these stories. You good with that? Okay, so uh, this one coming out of Dallas. Um, An L.A. Clipper named Patrick Beverly uh, was thrown out of a game for throwing a ball at a fan after a fan told the player to, and I quote, fuck your mother. Thoughts? (laughs) I I think it's great, but I don't know if you can be throwing any balls at the fan. That's like someone leaning over the penalty box and saying, hey, Ramsey, you're a piece of shit. It's like, I'm not going to throw my stick at him, you know? Um, those are fans that get involved in the game. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty funny, but, um, you know, you said he got fined, not suspended? He just got thrown out of the game. No, no suspensions, no fines yet, just ejected from the game. Oh, they threw him out. Okay, yeah, whatever, I'm okay with that, I don't think... If he gets a suspension, I think that's pretty soft. Um, if he gets a fine, I mean, that's pocket change for those guys. You'd probably say it was worth it. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. But I, I, I'm okay with an ejection there. I mean, that's like a football player throwing a football at someone. Just a hockey player hit, throwing a puck or a stick at someone. I, they're they're going to get kicked out for that. Yeah, um, I, I'm surprised. suspension worthy? I don't think so. I, I'm surprised that you don't hear about more hockey players just like taking their stick and running into the crowd and just swinging it at people like that. I think that would be good for hockey. <laughs> people probably like watching that. I'd be in for it. Probably end up with the broken faces, but it'd be pretty ugly. You know, are, can we are hockey fans soft because they need that glass around the the stadium to make sure they don't get hit with anything that's involved in the game? Like basketball fans, they they sit there right on the floor, like they're ready to take it if they, you know, Steph Curry threw his mouth guard at a guy once. I mean, you know, pretty dangerous stuff. You're right. The NBA that is a dangerous, dangerous game. <laughs> I would never. I would be terrified to be on a basketball floor. Uh, this Hockey, shit, those pucks going in, those are gonna kill somebody. For real. Gotta have that glass. <laughs> um, last story. This one actually from the same game. Dennis Smith Jr. got a tooth knocked out and stayed in the game to to keep the win for the Mavs. They're calling him ruthless toothless. Is is this impressive or I mean in hockey this is like business as usual, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean that's if you if you get a tooth knocked out and you leave the game for any sport, that is extremely soft because you're that has nothing to do with any sort of performance. I mean, unless you get just shrinked in the mouth and you lose a bunch of teeth and you break your jaw or something, different story in these stitches, but no, that's, that should be pretty standard. I mean, you're making a lot of money. Don't be a pussy. Yeah, uh, Rick Carlisle, coach of the Mavericks, quote, I thought it was one of the best competitive things I've seen in a long time. Um, that is why he's a coach in the NBA. Yeah, that is that is so soft. <laughs> God. 
All right, Corey. Hey, good to hear from you. Pumped to come into Dallas soon and see you over the holidays. Uh, maybe we'll get you back Hell on the yeah. show before then, though. But uh, thanks for calling in tonight, buddy. Of course, my man. Have fun out there. I'll right, talk to you later. Later. Thanks for having me. All right, welcome back to the Sports Buzz. Thank you again to Chill Guy Corey for calling for some not football talk. A nice get caught off on the NHL season. It apparently has started. Good for those guys. Uh, something I forgot to mention in uh, in show business. Uh, if anyone who follows along with the show knows that all these guys owe me money. That's right. Our SoundCloud subscription came up a couple weeks ago. I'm a nice guy. I'm the producer of the show. I went ahead and fronted the money for that. And these guys have been dragging their feet, getting their payments to me. So last week, everyone claimed that if I sent a Venmo request, that the money would be paid almost instantly. So uh, I'm going to be checking in with the guys to see if that is actually uh, going to be the case. I, I should say at the time of recording, 639 central time, the 3rd of December, I have yet to receive payment from, let's see if this loads up. I actually got one payment. That would be, that would be amazing if, if any of these guys paid. Uh, Mr. Chad, Mr. Jack. God, I said his name again. I'll drink for that one. But Mr. Good, Mr. Knows It All on time. So uh, we're going to give uh, Dale a call now. Uh, he's going to talk some NFL with us. And of course, we're going to have to figure out what's going on with this Benmo that he owes me. So let's see if we can get Dale on the phone. Oh, Dale, thanks for calling in the Sports Buzz. What's going on, buddy? Uh, I'm dying of sickness right now. Oh, you're not, not, not feeling well, Dale? Not at all. Well, I'm real sorry to hear that. What's going on there? Give me your symptoms. Uh, a lot of coughing. I can barely breathe. Um, mucus and drainage and all sorts of shit. Hmm. That sounds like something I would tell my college professor when I was super hungover and unable to make it to class at 8 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, well, when it lasts like four days, I don't think it's just a hangover. Well, have you been drinking the last four days? I haven't been able to. Hmm. Like crap. You were so hungover you haven't been able to drink for four days. Wow, that's that's impressive. Pretty much. That's a new, yeah. new, new high-low, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I did get pretty hard after the Cowboys game. That's right. And uh, Dale, I want to get into the Cowboys game in a second, but I want to start with the most important thing of the week. Why haven't you re- responded to my Venmo request yet? I mean, you just did it today. Yeah, today, like hours ago. The money's been due for <laughs> a couple of weeks now. Mr. Knows It All got his payment in. And I don't, you, I don't know if you saw or not, but I did subtract the, call it, 55 cents that you made a deposit on a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, man, I just been in bed all day. I'm not feeling good. But I'll get it. I'll get around to it sooner or later. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, but Dale, you mentioned it—the Cowboys game. 
a lot of sick people in New Orleans after that one. But for us, nice way to, to start a weekend on a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, it was a great start to the weekend. Um, yeah, the defense looked better than they've looked all season. They were good, but I didn't think they were that good. Um, to be able to flood under the breeze and then in the end get the interception, uh, it was a special performance by those guys. Uh, and then uh, the offense did what they had to do. They could have done more, a couple of stall drives inside the red zone, but um, the hell of a win. Yeah, this is a, a Cowboys defense. Like, like we've been. I feel like I've been saying it for years. Is like once the Cowboys defense gets in, gets gets right, things are gonna be good. And I feel like we got a a glimpse of what this should look like moving forward. Um, I wonder if it's a little bit of a discount because on Thursdays everyone knows that high powered offenses typically don't show up on the road. But you know. Happy nonetheless with the the performances on the defensive side of the ball. The offensive side of the ball, though, left a little bit to be desired. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans has the best rush defense in the NFL, so um, they got they took what they could get, and uh, you know, Dak did what he had to do. But uh, yeah, that defense is firing. The, the D line is pretty special, and. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch is he's the real deal, and there's a reason that we drafted him in the first round. Yeah, he uh, he plays like a grown-ass man, but when he takes his helmet off, he definitely looks like the youngest person on the field. Like, I just got that impression. Look at him, like, he has such a baby face. Like, he needs to grow a beard. He, uh, he reminds me of Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State. Oh, 100%. <laughs> But yeah, he's playing. He's playing some good football. Impressive. So the Cowboys take the lead in the division, and tonight in the in the show bet we've got the under uh, under forty five R words versus Eagles. Uh, obviously, hasn't started yet. But I was I was saying earlier, like I wish both these teams could lose, but my bookie doesn't doesn't offer a bet on that for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe it'll tie, but. Uh... Yeah, not a, not a fan of either one. Um, you know, I'm sure the the hard will probably go pick up Kareem Hunt sometime this week um, to go along with Ruben Foster. <laughs> uh, be a nice addition for those guys. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, I, I think the Eagles will win this game. Um, neither team is very good, and uh, backup quarterback Cole McCoy. Uh, I would root for him, uh, but I don't want the hard coming. Anywhere close to Dallas in the division. Sure. Um, speaking of teams we don't like getting into the week that was the NFL, the Giants found a way to win in overtime versus the Bears. I had this one on in the background. Heard it was an exciting ending. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in and out of mid-naps, and uh, I caught the end of this one. Um Odell Beckham threw for a touchdown and caught a touchdown. And then, the, you know, the, the Bears could have never had a chance to be in this game, as bad as they are without Trubisky. But uh, they made a hell of a comeback and won the, tied the game up at the end with a uh, running back pass for a touchdown of their own. Um, 
and then I fell back asleep and didn't see overtime. So shame on me, but uh, yeah, uh, Chicago's not good without their quarterback. The Giants aren't very good and just beat a, a team on one of their worst days. So I guess good for them. They've won, what, three in a row, two in a row? Something like that. You know, I know the Giants won this game, but the the real winner in this game has got to be Mitchell Trubisky. Like, oh, yeah. you know, Ch- Chase Daniels, like clearly a cut below uh, Trubisky and Trubisky proving that he was worth not only a first round pick, but the money that the Bears are going to have to pay him once his rookie contract comes up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, he, he got hurt in the Thanksgiving game, but um, no, sorry, he got hurt the week before that, and they won without him. Um, yeah, they, they're a totally different team with him in there. He, he's really impressed me this season. Um, you know, it hurts my fantasy team because I've been trying to start it for two weeks, and he's been hurt, so I get uh, slapdick Aaron Rodgers out there. So, um, same on you, Mitchell. Get, get healthy faster. Uh, last thing on this game, I saw a comparison uh, comparison chart uh, 40 plus yard touchdown passes this season. Eli Manning, zero. OJB, two. <laughs> OBJ. OBJ. Whatever. Um, yeah, that's funny. I mean, did you see the, the replay of the throw? He's got a hell of an arm. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe the Giants need to make a change of quarterback. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they need to reevaluate where they have their talent. Per, whoever is in charge of personnel there needs to take a look and see if Odell isn't playing the wrong position right now. Just let him play every position. Yeah, at the same time. Is that against the rules? I mean, he's the best athlete on the team. Him and Saquon. They can do it. Uh, so that was an exciting game. Let's move to a game that was not exciting. Jaguars 6, Colts 0. God forbid anyone who watched this whole game. Obviously, it wasn't on red zone very much, with z- a total of 6 points being scored over 4 quarters. Ugh, like this feels like a game that was played in London, doesn't it? Wait, what game was this? Colts-Jaguars. Oh, the, the Jags won, right? Yeah, won 6-0. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Uh, basically what that does for the Colts is pretty much puts them out of the running to win that division. Um, the Texans won nine in a row. All they gotta do is win one more, I believe, and they clinch next week. So that's the biggest takeaway from this. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck's been playing so well. So that's kind of sad to see him take a back seat there. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's the first time that Luck's ever been shut out. And right cool. as they were starting to hit their stride, um, and the Jaguars make a change at quarterback, too. It obviously, didn't help that much on the offensive side of the ball, but uh, Jags' <laughs> yeah, defense yeah, stands up. Didn't, didn't just start firing. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's talk about coaches' team. The Patriots roll the Vikings 24-10. to 10. Hey, tell me if you've read this book before. The Patriots are hitting their stride uh, around week 14 of, of the NFL season. H- have you heard this story before? Yeah, no shit. Um, it pisses me off, but uh, yeah, they're, they're clicking now. Um, Edelman, Hogan, uh, receiver, and then they got uh, Landry as well. Not Landry or Gordon. Um, and then running back Sonny Michelle has finally turned into the the stud back that we saw he was in college at Georgia. Um, yeah, they're 
are doing they're doing everything they need to do to win. The defense is stepping up. Um, they really shut Thielen down last night for Minnesota. Um, and Tom Brady uh, set a milestone. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, finally got over a thousand yards rushing for his career. Oh, good for him. Yeah, in twenty seasons, he's over a thousand yards. So roughly uh, fifty yards a season. Wow. Hey, finally, you got <laughs> you got, a, got a feel for a guy. Yeah, I mean he's pretty he's pretty proud of himself. <laughs> Um, here's a game that, uh, that surprised a lot of people. Cardinals 20, Green Bay Packers 17. This one was bad enough to get Mike McCarthy fired. Yeah, this has just been uh, too little too late. Um, I mean, we all saw this coming sooner or later. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that the Packers, especially Aaron Rodgers, uh, wanted to play for McCarthy any longer. Um, you just didn't see it. There's no, there's no will to win. No effort from most of those guys. I was kind of going through the motions each week. But, uh, yeah, Arizona's not a good football team. Um, the Packers are clearly uh, don't give a single fuck about this season. Um, we'll see who they get to actually replace him at the end of the, end of the year. Um, I've already heard somebody say, Close Kingsbury, so uh, we'll see. That'd be interesting. I don't buy it, but that yeah. would be interesting. Um, yeah, exactly. The Chiefs beat the Raiders forty to thirty in their first game without Kareem Hunt. Uh, obviously, if you haven't heard by now, breaking news: but Kareem Hunt no longer with the Chiefs after a video emerges of him physically uh, assaulting a female. Um, you know, the, yeah, back in February. Yeah, back in February. Video just now coming out. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what can we say about these sort of things that we haven't said a hundred times? Obviously, we condone this type of action and and anything like this. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on the Chiefs in the way they handled this, but interesting to see um, them it feels like they still firing on all cylinders, even with Spencer Ware stepping in. Yeah. And they still got Turkendrick West as well. Um, I think they handled it, uh, probably as best, uh, the best I've seen a team handle something like this. I mean, the only other precedent we have to go off of this really is, um, the Ray Rice issue where we have, uh, very damning video evidence of the assault. Um, and for them to, see the video and release in the same day uh, really shows what uh, what the owner his last name is also Hunt can't remember his first name but um, yeah it shows what, what he stands for and the belief he has in his team to where uh, you can just plug somebody else in in a dynamic offense like that and uh, just keep rolling I love it I was going to say, this has to be the blueprint of how these things should be handled, right? Yep. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, I'd say half off to Kansas City and the Chiefs' management for how they handled it. It can't be easy to let go of a guy like Kareem Hunt. Like, he's, you know, probably one of the top five running backs in the league right now. And it's not like he was on the tail end of his career where, where there was some fold equity, right? But, you know, kudos to the Chiefs. 
Uh, I don't think I don't think the Cowboys would have handled this way. If this was a Zeke film. I mean, we actually know that they wouldn't have uh, after the the uh, incident that went down with him. But um, well, we didn't have any film on Zeke, so um, it's slightly different. Slightly different, but still, hats off to the Chiefs. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred <clears throat> percent. Um, I wanted to talk about the. Uh, where is it? The Rams Lions game. Uh, Rams win thirty to sixteen over the Lions. Uh, that's not the part about the game I wanted to talk about though. Taylor Decker, uh, I believe, left tackle for the Lions, recovered a fumble and ran it in for a touchdown. After he did that, he threw the ball into the stands like anybody who does who's never throw, uh, scored a touchdown before, and then went to social media to try to recover the football. And I quote, To whoever caught has the football I threw into the crowd, I've been playing football since first grade, and that was my first ever touchdown. I would love to have that football. I'd be more than happy to make it worth your time if you'd be cons- considered returning it to me. Thank you. Thoughts. What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. Wow. That's uh that's a pretty bonehead move. Uh it's sort of similar to well not not the same way, but you know, baseball players you hit record setting home runs and somebody catches those balls well when the player wants the paper to save the ball, but uh, you know, this guy did it did it to himself. You know, I kinda feel for the guy. It's like, it's obviously he's never touched a football before. Like, that's not his role. He's like, he touched it. I'm surprised that he knew to run the right direction and to hold the ball the whole time. And then once that responsibility was over, you know, I really can't fault the guy for not knowing what to do with the ball afterwards. Like, guys who have scored multiple... He went full Ricky Bobby. Well, you yeah, exactly. I don't know what to do with his hands. I don't know what to do with the ball. All control. You know, it's, it's a good lesson, though. You know, teach your kids young. Hand the ball to the ref after every play. No matter what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to, That's funny, though. To follow up, Taylor Decker tweeted, I have found him, and he is being great about it. Hashtag social media strikes again. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, at least he's going to get that ball back and be able to put it in his trophy room. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, the Lions aren't the other trophies. <laughs> uh, Dale, any other football games that you want to talk about on the NFL side? Oh, I'm trying to think of what I watched. Um, Texans win their ninth in a row, 29-13 over the Browns? Yeah, I mean, that game was out of hand early on. Uh, Baker's three interceptions in the first half. Uh, one of those returned for a touchdown. Texans are scary good, and even without Will Fuller for the rest of the year, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Demarius Thomas look really good in that, um, that wide receiver core for Rashawn Watson um, and Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue are stepping up in the backfield. It's besides that, I mean, the offense is playing good, but the defense is—I mean, they're just shutting people out. And they took their foot off the gas pedal um, to even give the Browns 13 points in the second half. So they're a team to watch out for in the AFC, man. I'm telling you what. Very good. Well, with that, uh, we're obviously skipping first impressions this week. I'm going to skip the nightcap, so do you want to sign us off? Uh, sure. Um, 
guests until uh, Amateur Hour. And uh, until next week, I'm your host, Patrick Spillin. Ballad, thanks for doing this. We're the Sports Buzz, and we are out. I work for a living.